Broadcasting from the Shaw Star Market Studios, the flagship station for your Boston Red Sox. This is Sports Radio 93.7 WEEI-FM and HD1 Lawrence, Boston. A Radio.com sports station. Show. That's my open? That's what they used to call me. Swivel hit Bradford. That's my open. I'm okay. waiting for you to so justify what? your stupid opinion. Bradford Show. That's delicious. Are you on, Rob? I am. You are. Can you hear yourself? Yes, I can. Okay, because I can't hear myself. You can't? So you're running the show. The oh, okay. okay. Ahead, well, Rob. I mean... I can hear myself. I can hear you. I'm just going to pull these things out. Oh, really? They don't work at all? Why jam earbuds in my ear when I can't hear a damn thing? Go go borrow one of those COVID-infested headphones. No, I'm going to move. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. So there you go. Look at this. I'm out of here. I'm out of here. That's not true. That's Greg Dickerson. I'm Rob Bradford. And here's the thing, Greg. Yeah. How you doing? All right, what good. Get set up here for. Let me get my microphone on. Take God, just vamp, Rob. Talk about the Red Sox. I, I, Do something. I, I, for I, I, I'm sakes. baffled by watching you go from one mic to the other. Uh, no, I will not talk about the Red Sox. I will talk about the travesty that was the Celtics. So this is what I did after your excellent show with Andy Hart yesterday. So we had Andy Hart yesterday with you. Ah, better. We had Andy Hart with you yesterday. Hey, wait, hold on a second. I hear my dulcet tones. One, good. two, one, two, one, two. Right. You there want to reset things? Not too go. late. So you had Andy Hart with yourself yesterday. I should say that. Will you let me finish? Can I, well, can I just say that this hour is brought to you by Eagle Bank? Uh, abs- we love Eagle Done. Bank. Absolutely. Love Eagle Bank. Go ahead. Um, speaking of excellence, uh, you had yourself with Andy Hart, then you had Fitzy and Bizquick Barrett yesterday, and then I took over, and Bizquick Barrett, Biz as I call him, he joined me for an hour, and we started the show with I thought was, uh, you know, not to pat me myself on the back, uh-huh. but I thought a very, very good talking point, which was this week has been the week of um, bleep-ups by teams. So you have the Celtics, which we're going to get to, uh-huh. which, I mean, this might be a Bill Buckner-esque moment we're going to look back at, with that, with a Kyle Lowry pass. Not even close. All right. That is just an absolute, uh, if you allow me to whatever. interrupt, that is an absolute, I will not abject, allow, stupid thing to say. I will not allow you to interrupt. Okay. Uh, so anyway, we have that terrible decision by Brad Stevens. Um, we have the bad decision not to trade Jackie Bradley by the Red Sox, which no one has given me a good explanation for. And then we have basically the terrible um the terrible roster maneuvering by the Patriots, which were brought to light in yesterday's cuts when you had to cut to Justin Warwasser, the kicker, and the other kicker. You had to spend a fifth round. So all of this highlights a series of really, really ill-advised things or decisions that were being made. And you lump them all together, and it makes for great radio, Greg. And the Bruins Congratulations. lost. Ah, Bruins. Bruins. Yeah, Bruins. <laughs> Whatever. I mean, sorry, sorry, Dale. Yeah. <laughs> sorry, sorry. We're moving on. We're moving on. Who's there? It's all the, it's all the option. Tuka Rask can do no wrong. Um, so I don't know which one of those you want to spin oh, the wheel. We got to start with the Celtics spin, last spin the wheel of Dickerson. But uh, all right, that's fine. It, uh, spin the wheel. The Jackie wheel, Bradley, Celtics, the wheel, Brad Stevens, the, the, the Jackie wheel, Bradley, Celtics, the, Bruins, the wheel, Celtics. The wheel of Dickerson has not been spun in some time. <laughs> so uh, I will say this. Maybe it's not a Buckner-esque moment, 
But it feels really, as I put in my headline today, it feels really, really uncomfortable right now for what, the Celtics. Wait, so you, so you want to go back to game three? Three. Okay, what, what is your Buckner-esque moment? I'm, I'm totally the Buckner-esque moment is confused. playing playing its own, allowing them well, to, I, I to score that. with .5, and, and instead of going up 3-0, now you're 2-2. Why is it that we have to lay blame all the time on somebody and you can't just say, what a freaking play. It was a, it what was, a freaking play. It was a freaking what play. What a pass. Yes. What a shot. I'm not saying Unbelievable. that. Right. I, I, I'm with you. I'm with you 100%. What had, what, let me ask you this, Rob. Okay. What had more to do with that game-winning play? Playing in a zone or the pass, catch, and shoot by Anubi uh, and and uh, Kyle Lowry? You can't. The, the great pass and the great catch and the great shot can't happen unless there's a massive screw up by the Celtics. So that's where th- that has to be understood. It was a great play, but the option of having that play mm-hmm. should have never been there. The option of Bill Buckner screwing up should never have been there because Dave Stapleton should have been the the defensive replacement. So so to answer your question, absolutely the best one of the best passes in postseason history. Right, you right, I, I, it's right. Based on the circumstances, yes. Okay. Yes, based on the circumstances and the situation, the playoffs, down 2-0, crucial game, absolutely, yes. But there is no scenario. You, as a basketball coach. Well, wait a minute. I, 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 see, I'm... I'm talking to a, a New England champion. I'm just, uh, well, just that was that was. As a, I'm just some sloppy a pl- with a bunch of fourth graders. That was as a player, but you know, oh, oh well, the, um, but as a coach, didn't you lead your team to we, the, to great great heights to greatness? We got the great heights. Okay. Trophy. All right. Um, so you can't have a play where you the amount of time that it takes to get over a seven foot six guy across the court all the way into the hands of somebody else. You cannot have that happen. There is no semblance of a defense where you should be playing that that allows that to happen. Can't, can't you make the argument that if you're playing, and I've heard this before, that if you are playing in man, there is more likelihood or possibility that somebody's going to get picked off, somebody's going to miss a man, somebody's going to miss an assignment if you play, as opposed to being in the zone? If, if you play a soft man and just say guard the three-point line, a soft man, even if that guy gets screened off, there is no chance that that, the, that guy on the opposite side of the court is able to get the ball that free. And if he does get the ball, you have a guy getting over in plenty of time to get a hand in his face. That is a fact. It was. It, hey, listen. We he all, got a hand in his face. He, no, almost blocked. He almost blocked the shot. No, he didn't. He was within that. Much. Well, okay, all right. So, and I'm putting my but, two fingers but, about but, your part. But, for but, those of you not watching on the, the Twitch simulcast, by the time, by the time the ball lands in his hand, which probably wouldn't have even happened, the, by the time the ball lands in his hand, he's right there, and there's no semblance of a shot getting off. Listen, we all make mistakes. It's fine, but we can't just say it wasn't a mistake. It was a huge mistake. And what has ha- what has happened? It, 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 was? it was a phenomenal. It was play. a phenomenal. It was. It Greg, was, how does everything it, about it was perfect how, about the Toronto right. Raptors? Perfect pass, perfect catch, perfect timing, but, okay, perfect shot. Okay, but that's what it, it was. But it's not even an option if they don't screw up in the first place. I I, I disagree. I've seen plenty, Rob. I've seen. Plenty when is of- the last time that you saw a guy? 
from the opposite side of the court throw over a seven foot six guy with that type of arc. That's my across, point. No, I, I, that's my point but, is how but, great of a play that was. When is the last time that I you don't saw think I've a, ever seen no, it? Right. And when did it the last time? Forget about the play. Take away. I can't. T- well, no. How do I take away the no, play? But when is the last time that you saw? A play like that, a pass made. You said you've never seen it before because it never happened. Uh, maybe I, and, I, I and might, you know, but I and you know why it never happens? Because there is no semblance of a defense that anyone would play that would allow it to Rob, happen. How many times have you, whether it's a zone, a man to man, how many times? I've seen it dozens and dozens and dozens of times. How many times have you seen point three, point four, point five catch and shoot? Made basket. I've seen it so many times, my ears bleed. Right, exactly. You're making my point. Again, no, I'm not, because I've seen it against man. Right. I've seen it no, against No, you're zone. making my point. I've seen it against all sorts of defenses. Well, it happens. You're making my point. You, you but are you've making ne- my you, point, you've Rob. Ne- but you've never seen that point five play. You've never seen that play with, that happen it, with, with that little time. And there's a reason why you've never seen that play happen, because... Any other defense doesn't allow it to happen. All right, I, and then uh, here's here's a real yes. overall point. Okay, okay, we got to get past that other game. You, I was gonna say you need to move on, Rob. There was another game. I mean, it is your you pro- had yesterday. Much, much like much like uh, Will Fleming, it was his prerogative to be wrong about the Jackie Bradley situation. The pregame show yesterday, it's your prerogative to be wrong <laughs> about mi- this. I missed that. By the way, uh, you, yeah. you're, you're gonna need to fill me in. That's why I call the rewind feature on the Radio.com app. Oh. Um, so. What we can take away from that, so we what we do know, what we can agree on, is that instead of going down up three zero, they went up that they went up two one, and now they're tied two two. And the teams that we saw yesterday look completely different than the perception that that we had before that point five play. Right, completely different yep. and. As I wrote today, this morning, at uh, the wee hours in the morning when it was still dark, because I value this show, but I also value Makes giving us, us, giving WEI.com great Celtics by, content. By the, by the way, <laughs> love the new design well, that's of good. WEI.com. I, I, worked, I worked hard of it. phenomenal. I'm like the Picasso when it great. comes to, yeah. So, I've seen other radio stations copy it, by the way. Uh, so well, I did already. Uh, yeah, sure, <laughs> sure. Um, so... The perception and the look and the feel of these teams right now compared to where they were when Kemba Walker made that pass to Daniel Tice is completely different. And to me, and you tell me what you feel the most uneasy about, because everyone has bad shooting days, right? Jalen Brown was horrific. Hold on. Can I, can, I, right, can, I, can I tell you something? Okay. Can I give you a quote uh, that you've oh, never yeah, heard in your entire here life? Go. go ahead. <clears throat> to make Miss League, Rob. Make Miss League. Okay. Thank, thank you. you. You're welcome. Uh, thank you, Doc. <laughs> You're the best. <laughs> You're the greatest. You're the greatest. I you love your you. team sucked last <laughs> night. Where the hell were you last <laughs> night? Take me to L.A. Jesus, God, Doc. I'll be, waiting out, I'll be waiting outside the bubble for you. God, who was softer <laughs> last night, my Clippers or the Celtics? So, um, so, but the thing that I think I feel the most uneasy about is the Nick Nurse versus Brad Stevens dynamic because oh. Brad Stevens... Oh, I, I know. This is this is scratching right where you itch. Whoa, <laughs> the, is, wait a minute, boy wonder. This is scratching right boy where you itch. Boy wonder, the greatest coach in the history of mankind, the coach that had, I believe, two years on his contract and was just given an extension, even though he's won absolute poopies over the last seven years. That coach, how dare you, Rob? How. 
dare you besmirch the name Ooh, good one. of good the Paul. greatest good young coach in the history of all sports. Da- damn you to hell, Rob. You could have just said that for anything I said. <laughs> um, but after, you know, starting with the point five, the terrible, terrible decision that we've gone through ad nauseum, starting with that, and then even before that, when Toronto started going zone against them, and then you have them going zone against them, and Brad Stevens and look having the offense look like he did. It not shoot a, another three. Yeah, not a, shoot another three. <laughs> seemed like Keep the, missing. Sure, seemed like the last five minutes of Game Seven Holy against the Lakers. Crap. That's all isolation. Holy crap! And it, it was it was obviously really, 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 really uncomfortable. And what it did did also expose is that you know because I'm watching the end of the third quarter and I'm thinking. You know, he's like there. He has to ride with Robert Williams and Grant William, uh, Grant Williams and um, and Brad, Brad Wanamaker. Wanamaker. And meanwhile, this is when this. If you notice, like Toronto had gotten up about six or eight, and then they got up to eleven. But you had these guys, and you're like, they're not going to chip into this lead with these guys. Oh, wait, wait, Rob, you and I talked about it last uh, last Sunday when we were together. The bench, uh, it, not uh, to me. If there was one thing, and I know benches are, they're not, they're more, uh, they're more useful in the regular season than they are in the playoffs. But still, the Celtics bench is just hot garbage. Right. And if there was one thing that you'd give the little check mark to the Toronto Raptors was bench, and you're seeing that now over these last couple of but years. But here's the thing: when I'm watching that, I'm thinking exactly that. There, there's, there's no semblance. If you you can't you can't play the main guys all the time, and when you have Toronto up six or eight, that's a bad feeling yep. because you know you got to rest those guys at the end of the third quarter. But when you take a step back and you look at it, it really wasn't that. It really was because you had three guys on each team play over forty minutes. These guys, it, it was about my stars versus your stars. And I'm not even – Jalen Brown was one of the guys who only played 37 minutes, so you can lump him in with that group. But it was, here, I'm going to roll out my guys against your guys, with the only exception being um, – I'll draw a blank of the name. For, uh, for which side? Toronto, the center, the off the bench. I'm not – no, Gasol started. No, no, the guy who comes in for Gasol. I know. I'm. I'm oh, my I'm, God. We're both blanking. I'm this blanking is, out, too. This is unbelievable. Anyway, I'll, I'll, <laughs> I can't believe we have to Google this. I know. Uh, <laughs> but it's early. But, but the point is, is that your stars sucked against their stars. And what that comes back to is how your stars are playing against the other team's defense. And Brad Stevens never – Going back, really, to the previous game, never made the adjustment to the adjustment that Nick Nurse right. made. Am I wrong? No. I, I think Nick Nurse is... Uh, uh, listen, I wouldn't have said this down 2-0, but right now, Nick Nurse is by far out-coaching Brad Stevens. But it's not saying... I, I think Brad Stevens... Serge Ibaka. Oh Serge Ibaka, thank you. Yeah, I mean, who had a really... I mean. He had a very, very good what, game. What, 18-7 and seven last night, something like that? Yeah, it was like 7 for 9 from the field, yeah. I, I, I don't want to look and put the onus on Brad Stevens because it is not a 2-2 series because of Brad Stevens. It's a 2-2 series because 
your main superstar has been inconsistent, has not stepped up because you weren't able to shoot threes, and because apparently they're not trying hard enough. Apparently they're not. No, they're I, trying. To, they're trying too hard. No, 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 Brad, no, but no, 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 I know, no, no. I, I know what you, the player said. I know what the player said, yeah. but what the coach said. The coach said, I th- basically well, I don't know what to, I don't know what to believe because I, I, I've, I've heard this stuff before where I've heard players. It's, it's one of those things. It's, it's, you know this, Rob. It's an easy excuse to make. It's a stupid excuse to make because it makes you sound like a moron. But I've heard plenty of players say, well, they played harder than us. We didn't play hard enough. It's like It's just like one of those... I'm going to feed the media something. I'm just going to say something. I don't know if I necessarily believe it. I don't know if it's necessarily true. In this case, you watch the game, you know that it's true. You saw the effort level of the Toronto Raptors was vastly superior to that of the Celtics. So when I hear Kemba Walker and I hear uh, Jason Tatum after the game in their Zoom teleconference say they played harder than us, we didn't play hard enough. Their effort was better than ours. I say, how the F is that possible? You are just coming off of one of the most demoralizing losses, but you still have a chance to take control of the series. How does that happen? And how does that happen? I understand if that happens, Rob, with a team that is known for just being kind of laissez-faire, like the Houston Rockets. If the Houston Rockets walked out against the L.A. Lakers tonight and just kind of went through the motions, I wouldn't be shocked, okay? I wouldn't be surprised. For the Celtics, isn't that like their, isn't that like their thing? Isn't that like what they're known for is that this doesn't matter what incarnation of the Celtics that there is, they play harder than everybody else. That they're Whether they've got a bunch of stiffs or whether they've got three potential superstars, that they play harder and that they they put out more effort than everybody else? How on God's green earth does that happen in that situation? It's it's mind-boggling to me, and it pisses me off that this should be a 3-1 series right now. Let me tell you a story, okay? Please do. I like stories. I went to Springfield College. I have a minor in coaching, okay? That has got me absolutely nowhere. Well, that is not uh, true. I, have a, I have a major in I have you major are the English. head coach of I have a the concentration NIAC so I have, I have New a England con- I have a concentration in sports journalism. Uh, what I don't have is a degree in psychology. Mm-hmm. But if I did, I would tell you that I can read between the lines with what they're saying. When they're saying that we we didn't play hard, we didn't play hard enough, that's their that's their excuse. Of course, every when you walk on the court in that game, especially coming off the previous game, you're going to play hard. You're, you're going to play hard. What they didn't do, what they're really saying, or what they don't want to admit to, is that Toronto all of a sudden is playing with a lot more confidence than they are. A lot more energy. Well, a lot, a lot more well, energy. It goes. It's one and the same, right? So it's just like when the Celtics, when you go on a roll, just like the Celtics were going on a roll in the previous games, you're playing with more energy and you're playing with more confidence, and all of a sudden. In their mind, oh, well, not playing hard. No, it's not this. You're getting the reason why Toronto has the world championship. You're getting – there is no – it's not a coincidence that you run, make that sort of run. You know you've been through that sort of run before. You've lived that life. You've lived that championship well, you life. Know, Rob, I uh... – Yes, I have, right, Rob. right. Yes, so you know, you know what it takes to win a championship, yes, Greg Dickerson. <laughs> Jeez, you're right. Jeez. 
like, mackerel, I don't know what just happened. You just, there was, like, stuff flying out of your nose, out of your mouth, out of your butt. Like, I was, I was. What just happened? I I was, I was, I was, I was swallowing. And you said a funny thing, and I got I got choked up, and <laughs> Dude, a lot, a lot, got, a lot, a lot was going a on. Lot of, a lot of schmilkes just came can, out of my mouth. I know we have cleaners cycling Ooh. through here all the time. Can oh. we get one maybe to stop on by oh. in the break? I need one now. Holy mackerel! Anyway, you know it. So let's do it again. You know what it's like to win championships. <laughs> yes, I do. And yes, so, I do. and so, these guys, you could see that, like with Toronto, whether it's Kyle Lowry or Van Vliet or. Or, or Siakam. How about Siakam actually showing up last right. night? Right. So, like, you can tell there was a very, very intentional team that had gained confidence. You had the the quotes from I think it was Van Fleet after the game. They all they, they let us in the door. And normally, you're like, yeah, whatever. But it really is. That's what it seems like right now. Mm-hmm. You let you let the championship team feeling like they are ch- a championship team once again. So when the Celtics say. We don't. We don't. We didn't play hard enough. No, you didn't play confident enough. Well, no, I don't think they. I. I don't think the energy was there. Just what? Just well, what happened? With my own eyes. You just I said didn't it. See the same energy. But you said it. What happens when the other team? When the other team? You know, the other team is playing with more confidence and going on runs. Your energy level is. Yeah, but there's no reason. Rob, it's not like this was a 20-point game the entire way. This was a close game. There's no reason why their energy level it didn't, should have been second, shot. In, but in the second half, and we already talked about it, at the end of the third, middle of the end of the third quarter, when you're running out Wanamaker and Grant Williams and Robert Williams and Jalen Brown can't hit the broadside of a barn, like there was no, that didn't feel like a close game. It didn't feel like anyone was going to make a run for the Celtics. 617 617- Seven seven nine seven ninety three seven is six one seven 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 nine seven ninety three seven. We got a bunch on the table. Uh, we'll do Celtic stuff, obviously, to start. I see you guys lined up. Hang on, we will get right to you. Uh, we'll get to some Patriot news. They don't uh, have a kicker as, as well. They literally um, don't have a kicker. They have no kicker. They will though. You, no, you, you do know that they, they go, will have. They don't. Ne- not necessarily. Okay. All right. Okay. Who knows? Rod, Rod Bradford believes Stories that to be the told. backup punter or the backup run snapper will be kicking. I'm for just them. saying maybe they won't kick. They'll be going for two every single oh, time. Right. That would be awesome. It would be so Bella. It would be. It would be so Belichick if he said kicker. I don't need no stinking kicker. Field goal. We're going to go for a fourth down down every time. That would be, God, I would, God, I would love that. That would be so much fun. That was the the high school. It ain't going to happen, but I would love that. That high school coach down, I think it was in Alabama, Alabama, Uh who was this guy, Will Hastings. Oh, true. Will Hastings. No, he was his cut. True. Brother of Scott Hastings, former Denver Nuggets. He was a wide receiver, his cut. But he played for this guy who never, who always goes for it on fourth down. And supposedly he's really tight with Belichick. Really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like sixty minutes did a whole thing on. I, I wonder what. I, I wonder what, and I hate numbers, because I was always told there would be no no numbers in sports talk radio. I wonder what the numbers say. If it's uh, what the analytics. Oh, say. Google this. Google this guy. I, I, like this. Like he's won. I, I, uh, he I won. He's won it. a million state championships just by not kicking. He never kicks. He and he and when he kicks off, it's always an onside kick. Like always, well, you got well, you, you got Bailey who, who would kick off, so you you got to kick off. You can't onside right, kick. But, you, you kick off, but no, you can he, get no, away with no. Why? I mean, this two. guy's doing it. 
And I, well, so, high school in Alabama, a little different than well, the listen, big boys in the NFL. I think, I think Patriots fans would settle for a state championship right now. <laughs> <laughs> 617-779-7937. A lot to get to. We're here till Red Sox baseball at 1230. And Red Sox baseball does include the pregame show at 1230, which does include, the I best, meant to say. The best three minutes of your entire the day. The best three minutes of your entire day that involves Rob Bradford, the, by the way, happy birthday. Oh, thank you. It was earlier this week. Happy birthday to you. Did you know what my birthday, birthday present was? I Do I want to know? Sleeping till 9.30 in the morning. That's like not every Here's day. My, people That's ask, like my every people day. Ask, people ask, like, what what do you do in your your birthday? I slept till 9.30 in the morning. Yeah. I watched Cobra Kai till 1.00. God, I heard that. I gotta see that. Yeah, I heard it. It is scratches so good. right where you. I wish. heard it's so good. Um, and then I walked the beach for a little bit. I uh, went to dinner with my wife, and then prayed that Martin Perez didn't throw a no hitter. <laughs> and that was—is that any similar to like Father's Day? No, it's very similar to Father's Father, Day. Okay, just sleep in. Don't bother me. Give me some food. And that's one, we'll one of my one of my very good friends uh, when it comes to birthdays and what you were talking about before. Yeah. Um, my very good writer friend said, you know, his, his wife's birthday and he tried to make the move. You know, you make the oh, move yeah. early in the morning. She turns no, to I'm him and says, my, my, bur- birthday, my birthday, not, not, not yours. 617 <laughs> <laughs> Write to your phone calls. Hang on. We will get right to them when we come back. It's Brad Foe. It's the Brad Foe Show featuring me, Greg Dickerson, Sunday morning, Sports Radio WEEI. Drive home with OMF, weekday afternoons 2 to 6. Now here's what's trending on WEEI. Here's what's trending now on WEEI and WEEI.com. I'm not sure if uh, you're aware of this, folks, or Rob Bradford, but every Wednesday at 2.30, Red Sox manager Ron, uh, how do you pronounce this? Uh, is it Ro- Rionecki? Rionecki? Uh, joins OMF from the Ford Clubhouse Fenway Studio. Manager of a two-game winning streak right now. That is Ron Renicky every Wednesday, 2.30 in the Ford Clubhouse on OMF. Uh, Rob just basically uh, crapped all over my trending now lead. The Red Sox will walk off winners last night against the Blue Jays by the score of 9-8. to eight. How many have they won in a row? Uh, that would be a dose. Oh, okay. Duh. Two, uh, Christian Vasquez gets driven in for the game-winning run. Red Sox will look to make it three in a row against the Blue Jays today. Joe Castiglione, Will Fleming have the call. Pre-game featuring Rob Bradford at 12.30. First pitch at 1.30. Action, of course, on the Shaws and Star Market of WEI, Red Sox Radio Network. And I'm being told, this is breaking news, good news, Red Sox fans. Boston can now stream Red Sox games on WEI.com and on the Radio.com app. One of the most fraudulent rules in all of media up until we changed that over. To download, what, which was what? The MLB, a organization that was desperate to, to get a younger demographic, you can only listen to their radio broadcast by paying on the MLB app. You, they they changed it this year. I used to. I'm a loser, and I don't think I really need to to say that, but I but I will. I am a loser. I like to listen to games. Sometimes going to sleep, I'll listen to various games on the radio, like I did as a child. 
and I went to listen to some baseball games on a certain radio app, not called the Radio.com app. I think it's TuneIn Radio, if I can say yeah, that. Yeah, that was a, that was the deal they had. <laughs> they poop canned it. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. I know they poop canned it. I'm like, what are you doing? We could, the, Why we, would you do we, that? We, the broadcast rights holders for the Red Sox for all these years, couldn't put it on. You basically your had to gather around the Philco <laughs> to listen to it. Couldn't put it on the. App. And now you can. <sighs> Major League, Major League Baseball. They why, live in why? 1973. Well, they're wising up. They're hip. They're hip with the kids. Download uh, to download text app. Do I need to spell it out? A P P to three seven dash ninety three seven. That's app to three seven dash ninety three seven. And I have to tell you this because this is the legal department. Standard message and data rates may apply, even though nobody anymore has to worry about data rates and streaming rates and all that. It's all included. It's all included, boys and girls. It's not. It's not 1999 anymore. You're not going through. Uh, what was that? What was that you used to get? Um, uh, what was it called? When, uh, roaming. There are no roaming charges. You know anymore. what was great here what? was how long they gave out the fax number. Oh. <laughs> I mean, I think it was like last year. I heard Greg Hill give it out last, last, last week. year. They last stopped week. giving out the fax number. <laughs> I used to love giving out the fax number back in the day. It was huge. Um, Celtics have now lost back-to-back games in the Orlando bubble. Seas uh, and the Raptors will play tomorrow. Tip off again at 6.30. Uh, elsewhere in football, former number one overall pick Jadavian Clowney finally gets a new home. He's signing a $12 million deal with old coach Mike Vrabel. And Adrian Peterson, I don't know if it's on there, signed with the Lions. I did not see that. He signed yeah, with the Lions. Signed with the Lions, yep. yeah. Look at that. Patriots losing out on running backs left and right. That, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, Here's what's trending now on WEEI and the all brand spanking, spick and span new WEEI.com. Now, WEEI.com mastermind Rob Bradford, Sports Radio WEEI. Have you, I have never met Henry, our new producer, over there. Try again. Come on. Not Henry. Philip. Oh, you, you're, you're getting colder. Begins with a J. Josiah. Now you're real cold. Rhymes oh, with... Oh, I uh, know it's Josh. Oh, there we go. All right, all right. J- Jay I'm Moran. just playing around with you. I'm just... I had a John hard Moran. time. I had a hard time. I'm, so, I'm sorry. Jess Moran? Jess Moran. <laughs> what about Jess, Jess Moran? Camerato. Just uh, Jessica. No, Josh. It's Josh. I understand. It's, I worked with him yesterday. Oh, it was it the first time you worked with him? No, but it's we, it is was he, an excellent. We had great chemistry yesterday. Is he a good producer? Because well, I've never this worked is, with him. This is one of the things I learned. I scolded him on the air for getting a journalism oh. degree at URI. Yeah, he told me off the air. He said oh, he loved throwing him, around his journalism He said you were giving him some dad advice. Why did you scold him for getting why, the journalism degree? Why is it dad degree? advice? Why can't it be peer advice? Why can't it just be friends? You're not friend? peers. You're Rob Bradford, and he's you see, Josh. Like I have a, a very hip hat. I look like t- twenty years younger today. Before before we get to the calls, what, why why did you poo poo on his journalism? Well, degree? We, he was he very. I one thing I've noticed about Josh, he likes throwing around how he has a journalism degree from URI. Yes. So I'm curious about that, and it turns out not like it's a journalism degree from Syracuse. No, well, it's well URI, that's, but that's what made it, that's what made it even more bizarre. <laughs> Um, so he, it turns out that his professor 
had recommended he wants to do radio. He'd always want to do radio. Yeah. His professor bizarrely said, well, if you want to do radio, you should get a journalism degree. And the reason was so bizarre because he said you have to write copy you have to write your own copy for radio, and I'm saying that to Josh. 1991. I'm like, I'm like, in what world do you use copy well, well, for radio? Who is this what guy? Are you, what are you who reporting? Are you reporting from the front? And who, I mean, is, like, who is this professor? And why is he? We already. How old is he? And why has uh, he not been retired? Pantaloons, right? Close pantaloons. Yeah. Pantaloon. He's probably like he's a mid-70s. pantaloon is what he is if he thinks that you write copy in I mean, 2020. So, so it's fine if you want to say get your journalism degree as whatever, as this gateway to radio yeah. for another reason. Because I we've talked about this before. I think that the best, some of the best people in the radio are the writers because right. you've got to figure out what the best you story are a writer. is. Yes, and I feel like I'm maybe the best. So... Uh, but to say that you got your journalism degree so you can write copy, copy. very important. Well, I mean, you're still well Rob, on your way. Rob, I, mean, I think so. Rob, listen to what he wrote. Are you ready? Yeah. Brought to you by Eagle Bank. That's. I've got another one written by Josh. Brought to you by FindMassMoney.com. That's that's from his journalism hey, degree from uh, Josh, Dr. It, Pantlow. It, do, it doesn't. It, <laughs> it doesn't matter. It's all about where you land. I made it here. That's all that matters. Is oh, here. Jesus, here. Oh, the, the preeminent, oh, Josh, you want to do better than that. The preeminent radio show in the market is this show, the Sunday morning show, however it's can constructed. I, can I tell you what somebody said to me one time in college? And listen to this, Josh. Listen, listen up, listen up, young fella. Young boy. I was in college and uh, at Emerson. Can't believe you said dad advice. That's three demerits. I went to see, um, I don't know if you remember this guy, Eddie Andelman. Yes. Remember him? Uh, so Eddie's doing his show out at a hotel bar in Framingham. <laughs> of course he is. <laughs> of course he is. So I want to go out and I want to see that. You know, I'm a junior, sophomore in college, and so I drive out and I want to see him and see the show. And I say to the producer, hey, is there any way? I'm in college. Can I, can I get, you know, how do I get an internship? I, this is what I want to do. I want to be in broadcasting. And I'd love to be in radio. You know what the producer says to me? Do you, and I remember the quote exactly. Do yourself a favor. Go do something else. Get a different degree. Quote, unquote. You know who that producer ended up being? Well, I've, I've heard this story. Before. Jason Wolf, Yes. I who know. ended up programming this friggin' radio station and hiring me like five years later. Anyway, I, I, it, from that, I was, I have depression, and I don't think I've ever wanted to kill myself more than I wanted to kill myself <laughs> at that point in time. I was like... <laughs> This is all that I've wanted to do since I was like three years old. And I've got this guy telling me, no, it's the worst decision you could possibly make. No, don't do it. I can I can I can imagine little Greg Dickerson skipping oh. up skipping up to Eddie Anelman. I no, re- I could no, I couldn't get there. No, no. <laughs> no. Well, well uh, Dominion of Wolfie blocked me off. I remember I couldn't get to Eddie. I remember the experiencing like seeing that that whole uh scene in person at the hot dog safari for the first time. <laughs> <laughs> I, I wasn't all that different. I have always made it a point to anybody who's in college to say, if you want to, if you want, it's 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 a bitch to get into this business, and it's even more of a bitch to be successful in this business. You can get into it, but it is even so much harder to like have like real success in this business. Do it; it's great if you get in and you and you get successful. It's awesome. It's not a real job. It's so much fun. I would never ever tell somebody to not do it no as hard as it is no even with all the changes today and it's a different world today than it was when i was in college 25 years ago but 
Anyway, that's my little Look, yes. trip down the road. Yes, I, listen, the image, anything to avoid talking as, about the as, stupid, as, untrying as, Celtics. As you're as you're talking, as you're talking about the glorious uh, perks of this job, all I can think about is like phlegm flying out of your face <laughs> after laughing last break. I didn't the last segment. Bugs, no bugs came. Out. I don't know what Nothing was going came out on. Of the nose. A lot was Just, happening. I I, I I think that was a I think that was a three way exit. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you were funny. You were funny. I mean, you were funny, Rob. What can I say? That's you know? what I do. That's, that's what I do. You make people laugh. You make I, people spit things out of their mouths and noses. Uh, yes, excrete all kinds of things. That's you want to go to phone calls? Yeah, because right, because yeah, but here's the thing. Yeah, I already see it on on Twitter and everything else. Rob, people you're an idiot. Are, people are yeah, Bradford, that, you're stupid. That's true. But I I feel very secure in my uh, opinion, and everyone has the Good. prerogative to be wrong. Right. But I will say this: This is much like when we did. You weren't here last week when we took Bruins calls, which was d- delicious. Holy crap! It was. Oh my it God. was. It was. Who were you on with last week? With Bisquick. Oh, okay. And it was. Uh, it was delicious. And we basically said, "Okay, here's your chance." And you know the Bruins fans. Uh, I mean, it was. Uh, I, when I think Bruins fans, I think you and Brian Barrett. It was. That's exactly but that was. The, that was a great thing. Really? I didn't have to say anything. It oh. was just like you know. Why don't you try that today, Rob? You had um, you had Marie in Watertown basically saying, "I hope that Tuka Rass shoots a one twenty every time he goes on the wow. golf course." That's. I mean, that's that's, that's next that's, level. That's, that's next. That but that's low. But it's that's, the same. I, Maria in Watertown. I expect more out of you. It's the same sort of passion we're seeing on the phone lines. And coming out of your mouth and my mouth, or your nose and whatever. Sorja in Mansfield, you, my friend, are going to lead us off at 617-779-7937. Hi, Sorja. How are you? Great. Dickerson, happy belated birthday. My dad's birthday was last night. Uh, Bradford, let's get down to business. Oh, wait wait a second. Before you go on, before you go on, Sorja. It was my birthday. It wasn't Dickerson's birthday. (laughs) It was not my birthday. Oh, so sorry, I, I know that I know that you can't wish someone a happy birthday then then rip me two, <laughs> two seconds later, but that's okay. You get a pass. So thank you for your happy right. birthday wishes. And what do you have to say about the Celtics? All right. So here's my like chief complaint. Right, the inconsistency. Game one, you're firing on all soldiers. Game two, you take care of business. Game three, unfortunately, you have you know the unfortunate shot, but you still should have taken care of business. Down the stretch, I'm like, Tatum, you, I, I wanted to like almost be like a fly in the bubble and be a whisper and say, <laughs> hey, Tatum, you know you can drive, right? I know you love checking threes, but you know you have two feet, and you know you can be aggressive and drive. I'm like, what? Listen, I know the analytics say you shoot threes, it's one more point, mm-hmm. you know, it's fun. I get it. You know, 50 times 3 is 150. Hey, hey Sorge, you, you know when you don't shoot threes? When you're 3 for 37 or something like that. That's when you don't shoot threes. Sorge, that's when you take it to the basket. Sorge, right. there's one thing before you go on. There's one thing that you mentioned that I wanted to, to address. Is that you said the feeling that you had in game one, right? Everything's going well. You're feeling good about yourself. Well, you know what we're talking about it go from there to now? is It's called adjustments. And that is called coaching. It, like, this is what happens right. in the series, and I think that's right. one of the biggest takeaways. And yeah, we can blame Tatum, and he is to blame. But part of it is putting these guys saying, "Hey, this is what we have to prioritize." Going to the hoop, much like by the way, when they went to a zone in Game Three, and Kemba Walker. What did Kemba Walker do? He drove the zone mm-hmm. and he dished it because Tice was sitting under the basket every single time. And I was just going to bring that up. 
that pick and roll with Damian Tice. I mean, do you remember the like last two minutes or three minutes of game three when we had like two straight dunks with Tice or something and then Jalen Brown had a dunk? Like usually you don't see that at the end of the game. So, I mean, I, my question to you guys moving forward would be, what's the concern meter for the team moving forward? Uh, I, I, thanks for the phone call, Soldier. I'm not that concerned. I mean, I was concerned going into uh, my concern level now, Rob, is no different than it was going into the series because I thought that this was going to be a seven-game series. Uh, I, I look at what's going on in the rest of the bubble. I look at uh, the Portland Trailblazers beating up on the Lakers in game one. What happened after that? The Lakers stomped them. The Lakers just lost game one to Houston. I don't think that series by any stretch of the imagination is over. I look at uh, the Clippers beating the snot out of the Nuggets in game one. What happened last night? Things changed around. Obviously, you've got the Miami Bucks series, but I think that says more about Miami and the Bucks than it does about anything else. I think these are two very good teams that are going to throw haymakers at each other. I think you're going to see the Celtics. Somebody's going to... This is going to be a seven-game series. I don't know who's going to win it. I'm still picking the Celtics to win it because that's who I picked to start the series. I'll stick with them, uh, but my concern level hasn't changed. I think I think my concern would be the confidence level that the Raptors are playing, but at the same time, the Celtics are a better team. And you know how I know they're a better team? You had Jalen Brown shoot, what, two for 11 from threes. And not only that, but then you had Kemba Walker and Jason Tatum and Marcus Smart shoot a combined three for 18 mm. From three point land, and so when you have that, when you have that, to make miss league, Rob. Yeah, that's what I heard. Oh, okay, but I, I I found a bumper sticker on my car <laughs> in the break. It was weird, um, but when you have that and you're like legitimately in the game till the end, like you were legitimately in the yeah, game until yeah. the end, and so that tells me that you have the better team. Anybody who thought that this was going to be an e- an easy series, even up two zero. I didn't think it was going to be an easy series, and 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 let's not let's not forget that second game. What won them that second game? You remember, Marcus Smart going out yes. of his boobies shooting threes in the fourth quarter. If that doesn't happen, guess what? It could be a three-one series the other way. So you know, it's a weird dynamic, Greg. Is it? And I wonder if you agree. But with no crowd, no crowd, it really is. If you're a better team, you're going to win. Like the dynamic of Oh my goodness! You have a better chance now because right. you're going to be going home. Rest or, calls, or like, oh, they're they're down. Like, how do you feel now? You're it's two two, but you got to go back to Toronto. Like, it's no, right. it's like there's no it's semblance a, of yeah. that. It's either you're a better team or you're not. And I think in this case, that actually helps the Celtics. In the end, what, what water will rise to its level, or whatever the hell that's sure. Like, or as so. I said yesterday, what I say. Uh, Pay Peter to pay Paul or something. Yeah, he, <laughs> you're gonna rob Peter. No, yeah, you, you can't pay I, I, Peter. I, I he pay, pays them both. He is a generous I, man. I, I he pay, is Robin Hood. Is basically. I wanna, yes, I want to pay everybody. Let's go to Scott in uh, Weymouth. Hi, Scott. Uh, good morning. How you doing? Welcome to the Bradfoe Show. Good morning. Thanks for taking the call. Rise and shine. We got a beautiful day out there today. You it's going to be a gorgeous one, Scott. All right, enjoy it because the shovels get the shovels ready. It's coming, and I love it. I love the four seasons. So let's get on point. Uh, two two vastly different topics. I'll be in and out in forty seconds. You got it. Take your time. I did see that special. I did see that special on sixty minutes that you referred about the high school coach who goes forward and fourth down every time. Yes, I'm telling you right now, the numbers don't lie. It is. He'll go for it on. Four, it wasn't. Four, no, four Scott. 
Scott, was it 60 Minutes or Real Sports uh, HBO? I forget. One of, one of those. But it's, whatever it is, you have to go YouTube it because it is incredible, to your point, the success rate that they have. And, by the way, I talked to the guy because I did a story on Will Hastings who ended up with the Patriots and played there. And the coach said that he, he vacations with Belichick. Like, he's tight with Belichick. So don't be surprised. But, All on sidekicks. The numbers, the numbers don't lie. And, again, please grant me the time. I have a quick hockey take. But the numbers don't lie. Hill High School, he'll sit there fourth and four on his own nine-yard line. He goes for it. And he does the math. And what an awesome segment. And to, to the listeners listening, YouTube 60 Minutes High School, you'll find it. And it's interesting. It's interesting. And because it's true, fourth and three on your own thirty, go for it. I'm going to watch it. It's, it'll it'll never happen here, Scott. But I'm going to watch it because it does sound interesting. All right, hockey. Yes. You know what? Can I say it pisses me off on the air? Or do you have to dump out of that? I can say that. Right? Absolutely. Right. You know what pisses me off about what? the NHL playoffs right now? How great they the are! Three best hockey. The three best hockey players in the world aren't in it. Can you name the three best hockey players in the world? Uh, Charlie Coyle, uh, Danton Heinen, and Nick Ritchie. Nick Ritchie. Right, I was going to say Nick Ritchie. <laughs> <laughs> Connor, Connor McDavid, who's going to go down as top five of all o- time. O- 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 Ovechkin. In Sidney Crosby. Sidney Crosby. So, yeah. so I sit there. You know, I'm a hockey fan more than I'm a Bruins fan. And... I'm just like disappointed. Why, like, Scott? The, 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 the world. But who are the be- But who are the best teams, Scott? You Vegas is the best. Is arguably the best team. Tampa, it, you can make an argument, is the best team. And it, it's not like they're without lack of star players. No, but Edmonton is so frustrating. I've been a fan of them since I was three feet tall, Gretzky. Right when I was a kid, I played hockey my whole life through high school. Then I sucked. I couldn't play college, but. Connor McDavid, if this kid ever played in the major market, New York, Chicago, Boston, Los Angeles, he would be a household name. This kid is unbelievable. Scott, did you Scott, did you did you watch the Colorado uh, um Dallas game the other day, game seven? I, I, I missed it. I heard well, it was I, a great I, game. I, I'm not surprised because it was on USA at four o'clock on a Friday. Oh, I happened to watch it. it. It was phenomenal. It was phenomenal hockey. I, I, I understand missing some of the great players, but the bubble hockey has been outstanding. It's been great. I love, I'll leave you with this because I can tell you about the dump. I, I can see your finger on the dump button. But listen, I'll close with this. No would be hysterical. Now they do the cardboard cutouts. I think they should do social distancing, the cardboard cutouts. Six Sounds feet. like a good idea. Scott, enjoy your Sunday. Greg, I'm done with this call. Let's go to commercial. Okay, we're done. Let's go to commercial. 617. Is that right, uh Josiah, are we going to commercial now? Yes. Okay. 617-779-793. I'm just looking at you. You've had, you've, you've got this no, look I, of confusion. No, I'm good, man. I'm okay. Good. I'm, all right. I'm riding it out. I'm right. <laughs> the chemistry between you two is off the charts. <laughs> 617-779-7937. Celtics, series over? Where's your confidence? Where's your confidence level? 617-779-7937. More on the Brad Foe Show featuring former Celtic sideline reporter. Championship driven. Champion, <laughs> Greg Dickerson. Champion, champion Greg Dickerson. Champion, yes. champion Greg Dickerson. Sports Radio WEEI. Now, WEEI.com mastermind Rob Bradford. Sports Radio WEEI. 
You know, I don't feel like it was a hangover just from being around these guys the last two days. They've been in great spirits, and I think they were really ready to play and, you know, maybe even anxious to play, right? But, um, you know, there's a lot of, we've got a lot of competitive, tough guys in there. Like, we'll play better. You better play better. Better play harder, Wonder, or, bo- Wonder Boy. Or, oh. I would love to see what would happen if Doc Rivers was coaching this team right now. They would be up. They would be up five <laughs> zero. No, you, you stole my line. You stole my sorry, line. Sorry, the All series right. would have been long. They would have no. Actually, they would have been up two zero, and they just would have stopped the series. It would have been like a fight. We, we they would have canceled. We the can't fight. possibly coach against this guy. He's too good. Right, he's, he's pulling he's, too many strings. Right, I, 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 why did? Why on earth did we give Brad Stevens a two year extension? We should have tried to have brought Doc back. I tell you what, if they lose this series. That we've talked about this before. That's a bad well, look. Why? On listen, I have a I have a Doc Rivers bias. No, yeah, I I know it's hard to believe. That's why. That's why I said it, Rob, because I wanted to get it out there. I didn't want to hide it anymore. I oh, have you were a, hiding it. Yes, before? I was hiding it. Yes, oh. all these years, nobody knew it, but I'm I'm now coming out of the closet, so to speak. I have a Doc Rivers bias. <laughs> I think he is an outstanding coach. And he's one of the best coaches in the league. Um, I think that uh, uh, Brad Stevens is one of the better coaches in the league. I just think he's a little overrated, and and you, it's it's nice. You know, you know what's nice, Rob? It's nice to 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 be the engineer of the little uh, train that that, yep. that could, the little choo choo, the little you know, the, the little engine that could. It's, it's nice when you have a when you have a piss poor team. And you you just get to the playoffs, or you play really hard, and you beat some teams. But it's another thing when you got the big boys, mm-hmm. when you got the stars, you got to start winning games in the playoffs. You started got you got to get to the finals. I, I I didn't understand the two year contract extension, and I've said this. I don't know if I've said it to you, but I I said it before the contract extension came out. If they if they were to not get to the conference finals. And I know everything's effed up with the bubble and whatnot, but if they didn't, if they were to not get to the conference finals this year, I would look long and hard at next year as being a make or break year for Brad Stevens. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. Well, that if 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 they don't go anywhere with this kind of roster, well, maybe it's time to move on. Greg, if if they lose this series, this is by far the lowest point in the Brad Stevens era because last year, sure, you know, they in the same round, they get beat by Milwaukee. But you ha- after the fact, you have oh, well, Kyrie Irving was, was, Kyrie. was, was screwing Kyrie. everything it, up, which was true. And it was, was it, listen, it was it was a hard team to manage, it was a difficult team to manage. All we've heard about this team was how close they are, how together they are. You really have nothing to default to, and not even Gordon Hayward, because they should win without Gordon Hayward. He he would have been a nice piece to add. Right. But when you have Kemba Walker, Jason Tatum, and Jalen Brown, that should be enough. That yes. should that should be enough, particularly when you, you, know, you, you see these guys in action for the first two games plus, and you say, that team is better than that team. Talent-wise... Like when coming into the series, we thought it was, oh, it was going to be even and everything else. But don't you feel mm-hmm. like 
for a series that is going to be predicated, and we've seen this by the minutes played, by the stars on the team, that the Celtic stars should be better than the Raptors do, stars. Do you, do you buy into the notion that some coaches just can't coach great players in great teams? Give me another example. Well, it was, wasn't an example. It was a question. No, I know, but you said the notion. There must be another example. I, and you, by, by asking you this, I'm trying to buy time <laughs> by thinking of an answer. I don't know. Okay. Do you believe that there are some coaches... The gritty-gutty... That, that, that are great with the, yeah, the gritty-gutty, dirt-dog-type players and other coaches who are better with stars and, and, and big-time players? Yeah, well, it's... But here's the thing. They have, even though they have stars and big time players in this team, they are the, the sort of the, still the gritty gutty team. No, I, I, it gets I, along I, with everybody else. I, you're right. This, it's it's an odd combination because they are both. You don't have to. And the weird thing is too is that he doesn't even have to say, "Okay, we have one really really unbelievable player." This isolate him all the time. Right. It's not like LeBron James in 2007, 2008. Right. Like he doesn't. He's, because then you say, well, who was the coach back then? I'm drawing a blank. And for, went 2008? For Cleveland. Like, oh, yeah, oh, I, oh, know, oh yeah, you mean uh, yeah. uh, David Blatt? Uh, he Wait, was what in year? 2008. What year? 2008 was, holy crap, was... Was um, it Mike Brown? It was Mike Brown. Mike Brown. I almost said Mike Woodson. So, Mike Brown. so it's not like you say, oh, Mike Brown, you know, he doesn't know how to handle this or whatever. No, he's just a bad coach. Yeah, he's just a bad <laughs> coach. Which, by the way, I do want to get in at some point the whole Steve Nash thing. Like yes, Steve, I, Stephen A. Smith rant the, the, the about that. I, okay, good. Yeah. I, I, we'll I get too. into that a little too. bit because too. it goes along with the coaching thing. But um, you know, remember when Doc Rivers was hired by the Celtics? <laughs> no, at the time oh, you were rip, you were rip, absolutely ripping the hire. Oh, shut up! You, you don't lie like that. I will leap over and slap well, you, you in the you face. Were, you were, you were, I love the Doc, hire. But you, did, you did. Oh, yeah, but, because but, because at the time, I mean, he was first of all, he was a TV guy, so it was like, oh my god, but, how cool is this? But, we get the big star on TV but, who's going to come coach. Which, we're not getting which, some slack. Which, which, we're by not the getting way, John Carroll. Which, by no <laughs> offense, John, I love you. Which, by the way, owners are always seduced by the guy on TV, unless your name is Mark Jackson. So, <laughs> but and so that's how so Doc Rivers got five million a year out of the gate. Yep, and he got five million a year out of the gate. For having an Orlando team that was exactly what you're talking about. Black privilege. The That's gr- how we got hired. Black <laughs> privilege. <laughs> the gr- Thank you very much, the, Stephen A. Smith. The, the gritty, gutty Orlando team that couldn't get out of the first round. Right. But they were the gritty, gutty. I think he won coach of the year, maybe his yeah. first year. Yeah. And so, and, and, they, and then he goes on TV and he gets $5 million a year right. because the owners are seduced by him being on TV. Exactly. Right? Yes. yes. But at that point, he was perceived as the top guy they were talking about. Well, he can sort of coach the gritty gutty, but we don't know if he can actually win a championship. And then all of a sudden they get these stars and we find out, oh, he knows what he's doing. To your point, we don't know that with Brad Stevens yet. We don't. I mean, and by the way, I, that is one of my biggest pet peeves, the owners, how they are seduced by guys on TV. Star bleepers? Are they star oh, bleepers? Well, but they coach, but they, they're like, we got to hire this. We got to hire Barry Melrose, even though he hasn't been coaching right. for 15 years because he seems like he knows what he's talking about on TV. John Gruden, yeah, we'll give him $10 million a even year. Even though he hasn't coached in 10 he years and maybe, maybe un- un- out of touch bit. with the league. Yeah. So, um, but I think it's a good conversation with, in terms of Brad Stevens because to come back to my original point, if he loses this series, like, this is, I don't know, there's no other way to slice it. It is Bad for Brad Stevens. Yeah. 
It is a bad, bad look. And his job should be on the line. I don't think it will be because he got that contract extension. But his job should oh, be, be on the line next year. And at some point, and you know this, Rob, with the exception of Bill Belichick and Greg Popovich, there's a shelf life. Larry Bird said it years ago. At some point in time, guys it's just the Francona thing. It's a Fr- Francona yeah. said that, or Theo said that. You know, it's like, well, you know, whatever. He was there for how many years was he there? Two thousand four to to two thousand eleven. You know, it's like it, it, the time had run out. Yeah, it happens. Yeah, it happens to the best of coaches. At some point in time, either they burn out in that particular situation, or guys stop listening or responding. It happens, and it may happen to Brad Stevens. If uh, you know, it'll be what eight years next year. I will say if they this, don't go anywhere next year after eight years. Why the hell does he still deserve the job? I will say this in that respect is that it might be a little bit different because when you usually have that, you have a core group of guys that have like tuned you out, right? Mm-hmm. These guys have only been with Brad Stevens for three years, like this core. The Jason Tatum right. and Jalen Brown and uh, it doesn't take long to Kemba Walker to tune out a coach. I guess uh, it didn't take long well, for Kyrie to well, tune him out. I tell you where I think I would worry about it is next year. That's well, no, that I mean, that, and right. that's my and that's my point. It, you lose this series, and if you go into next year and you struggle or you fall short of expectation, because even if you lose this series, Rob, right? Even if Toronto comes back and wins the next two games and you lose four two. You're still going to be considered one of the top two or three teams in the East next year, aren't you? Oh, I, I, yeah. Scalabrini said they have a dynasty. Oh, that's I forgot about that. Yeah. That's right. I mean, so I take his word for it. None, well, first round dynasty. They win first round you series know, like nobody's business. And the conversation about well, it's an aberration. This whole season's an aberration because of the bubble. Like what we're finding out, at least in my opinion, is it absolutely not? Absolutely not. This is like this is real basketball. This is talent. I think you're finding out who the best teams are. I, abs- I think absolutely. It's talent on talent. Is you're finding out who's coaching the best, who's playing the best, and now you're filtering in the families, so you have a little bit of a boost that way. Like I think this is this is absolutely a legitimate test of coaches and players. 617-779-7937. We're already into hour number two. More of hour two of uh, Birthday Boy, Rob Bradford, and the Bradford Show here on Sports Radio WEEI.